So you just you just mentioned about uh, After Effects, and yeah. uh, and shooting videos or editing at least. I I know you do shoot some videos for other people. Um, do you do you like doing that? Like making music videos for other people and editing and things like that. Um, as like as an artist, it's really fun to step out of my own stuff and like my own self expression and kind of work for other people. Um, but it right. kind of goes back to my roots because I actually funny enough started producing beats and stuff so i could have like background music for my videos or videos i made for other people. oh really and then i just got That's super awesome. into it i think um not to like <laughs> not to compare myself to kanye or whatever but i'm sure uh yeah, yeah. people know that he um was making video games when he was a kid like a very rudimentary uh coding system on his computer right and there was a little audio program for making the music and he just loved making the music so he took off with that but for me that's cool it was uh uh always like ever since i got like a i had a vhs camera that you couldn't i couldn't even get the clips off of or export yeah uh when i was a kid and then i got an ipod so there's like iMovie on that so i'd make little like videos of the skate park and then um yeah. i learned learned a bunch of iMovie started learning after effects and premiere in high school and then I wanted to like have the the right soundtrack or whatever, so I figured I would learn how to make music. So I got a uh, machine, which is like a pad, like a finger drumming thing with the software. Yeah. And I used yep. that for quite a long time, but yeah, I, I stopped taking the course um, at, uh, with the After Effects and all that, and I just continued on my own with the music. And then um, when my friends will like say they want a music video or honestly I kind of just pick and choose like I don't do m much client work as is I try to uh, I'm trying to get more into that and make that kind of my yeah. my main thing uh, in terms of yeah. inc income but yeah. if I find a song that my friends made that like I really like um like the perfect example is Badly um by by Rye and, and Nawali um yeah. that's just an amazing song and when they played me the demo i'm like this needs a music video like we're gonna shoot it like this week <laughs> so we linked up later in the week yeah. i just had the vhs camera we played the song a million times just recorded a bunch of performance shots all over and yeah. i edited together and you know people love that video people love that song and it was just a moment yeah. like it like i got pictures on my phone and albums and stuff showing me how that summer went but you know, I think as the years go by and I lose, you know, phones and, and, and files, I'm sure the Badly video will stay up. And that's kind of my mem yeah. my memory for that summer. And then plus yeah. it's a win-win because I got some stuff from my portfolio. They Yeah, that's true. They got a nice video um, that no, yeah. no one else could have done in the same way. Because when you pay someone right. to do a video, um, you, yeah, it's a weird, it's a different dynamic because they're kind of working for you. But um, if you're just doing it on some friendship, like kindness of your heart type stuff, then yeah. you, you can experiment. And my best shoots have been just me and a friend like playing around in the woods, um, just recording yeah. videos all day. So I definitely, yeah, I mean, I definitely that's like kind of it. the best kind of that's the best kind of video is just goofing around with someone that, you know, yeah. instead of trying to keep it stiff and, you know, yeah, it's super fun. I love videos. Um, I like storytelling through that i want to get more into it i just yesterday bought like a really nice sony camera for, i saw that i saw that <laughs> yeah i'm i'm so into it. i mean 
I was into photography around the same time um, in high school with the with everything else. Actually, earlier, probably grade nine and all that. Um, I had yeah. like a photography shoot business. Uh, I was doing shoots for people. So I kind of know the terminology and the, you know, the theory around photos. Right. But yep. I just c- kind of got sick of having to link up with um, my friend that has a good camera or, yeah. you know, rent yeah. something. Um, when I'm trying to do something planned out. So now I just right. have an HD, nice, you know, Sony camera to play around with. And whether that's yeah. telling my friend to hold it and then I just do a little music video or if I'm doing <laughs> yeah. shoots for other people, um, now I actually have something. Because I just I was playing around with it, shooting my friend Chantel, and, and we got some really nice shots. And I'm like, damn, like I could have... I could have charged you for this. I mean, you're my best friends, so yeah. probably. But like, like these are good enough to where I could have charged you because I've, oh, yeah. I've been working off of a. I just have an old iPhone, which is surprisingly, well, it's like an uh, an SE. It was basically like a, right. f- a five, and yeah. um, for my music, um, a lot of my cover art was shot on that. Just like, I like he- yeah. heat of the moment stuff, like Beagle and Ride with Me. Um, yeah was shot both on just my phone and edited later and it w- it turned That's out cool. well and then I've just been working off uh, VHS cameras for videos so I've been pretty right. low quality um yeah. ki- kind of as a I mean, necessity it's a, it's a style it is a style I've I've made it work for me and all the Cujo visuals are on VHS and I even if I had an HD uh camera I'd probably still shoot on VHS because of the vibes but yeah yeah, yeah, it's it's super fun. I love video, um, and I like helping other yeah. people out because you got to get out of your own head sometimes. Like it's kind of an echo chamber, in some yeah. sense, when you're always talking about the same stuff or doing the same things for your own brand, per se. Yeah. Um, but helping someone else towards their goal, <clears throat> it's just good when it's friends, and then also it's a good way to get to know someone because I am best friends with Edibomb now, and the, the badly mm-hmm. video is the first time we really like hung out and, and did something together. Right. And that was that was sick. I'll never forget that day. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. What uh what VHS camera do you mainly use? So I've had it's <laughs> it's funny, I've had at one point four cameras at the same time, four VHS cameras that <laughs> were in different operational order. Um yeah, it's usually some sort of Carl Z's um, handy cam from Sony. Okay. Um, yeah. I had one that was pretty good, lasted me a long time. I shot a lot on it, but something happened with my hard drive to where I uh, oh. I lost some some footage. So that's pretty sad. That sucks. But I take it as like a sign from the universe that I didn't do any, right. anything with the footage in mm. the right amount of time. Because I was always saying, oh, I'll make a documentary about the Edmonton music scene, blah, blah, blah. And then yep. my hard drive was just like, oh, no, you're not, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yep. Um, yeah, I was heartbroken, but I, I got over it because it was like, hey, like, I can always record more stuff. Like, right. there was there was freestyles and performance videos and f- just funny moments that were captured on there that, um, you know, I won't get back. But I always played them for friends, like, on some home movie shit to where I've yep. s- I've seen them so many times like it's it's more than just a memory that I've I've experienced one time I've I've watched the footage a bunch and I can remember those times and yeah you know I just see it as like hey I should have gotten my shit together and started editing that documentary 
um, sooner because yeah. then I would have had multiple saves of those videos and that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but yeah, that exactly. one that one broke. Uh, I I lent out my camera to my friend Yam uh, to record skate clips and but he didn't have a charger. I only had one charger uh, for both cameras. <laughs> So he would have to come to my house to convert the clips and uh, charge it. And then after a while, he, mm. st he stopped coming around. Um, and before I moved to Toronto, I like asked for it back because, you know, he wasn't using it. And surprisingly, right. surprisingly enough, it still worked. Like they didn't break it yet, which I was surprised. <laughs> and then I used that in Toronto. And then actually for all the Cujo stuff, um, all the mm. music videos that I'm going to be releasing soon. Um, yeah, that was shot with that one. I swear there was like a different one that doesn't work. I've got two um, high eight ones, which are like older models, but I have no yep. cords to um, oh. convert them. So I, I did buy something <laughs> off Amazon, but it didn't work. Uh, but I'm not mm. that, you know, obsessed with it. Like it, yeah. it, it is cooler. It's like a eighties, like one, not eighties, but like, I don't know. I don't even know when it would have been. Yeah. It's older than yeah. the, the stuff that you see now. And then also right. I have a, and a 1080p one which is crazy to me i didn't even know that existed but i have a like i'm looking at it right now i don't have the proper cords for that one either but i am looking mm. into getting a port for my pc that can convert the firewire mm. but it's a, okay it's another sony carl z's but it has um detachable lenses it shoots 1080 it's got night oh, vision really? it's super nice so um wow i'm kind of into the the sony camera that i just bought right now and doing all that yeah. di that digital stuff but um yeah. for a secondary camera for the VHS there's definitely that but then as i was looking for the cords for that camera i also found something in my closet that's a digital handy cam it's another carl z's but it's it's digital it shoots internal okay. me internal memory in the camera and yeah. it, it's it's on the cusp i like that you know i think culture's always um taking from the past and you know i think earlier in this decade we were taking a lot from the 80s and the 90s um but now you start to see a lot of s nostalgia for like n late 90s and early 2000s type stuff yeah um yeah. i love watching how i met your mother and uh stuff like that where it's just like oh yeah f like flip phones and like <laughs> you know like it's you're in the 2000s it's like 2005 2006 like there's a lot of nostalgia for that now and um I think yep. the yep. the the shift to digital where the digital was not perfect and it still has that certain vibe um is really oh, yeah. nice so the digital via uh like the digital camcorder that I got it still has the power zoom still has the night vision and that might be <laughs> the temporarily temporary uh replacement for the VHS cam as of yeah. right now but yeah um I'm at the point where I worked on a lot of music for the past year straight, just obsessed with it, um, dropped a lot of projects, and now I'm dropping Cujo um, later this month. And every time I drop something kind of big or um, that took a lot of work, I like to just kind of take a break and recollect myself. And right now I'm kind of focused on video and editing mm. and, and photos and stuff uh, for the time yeah. being while this... Uh, album release cycle is happening and then i don't know if i get inspired like yeah I'm, I'm i'm always making tracks like almost every day right but um 
it takes a certain type of mental energy to be like, hey, this is the project. This is the debut album. Mm. This is yep. what the song titles are going to be. This And at the same time, I was focused on music videos too. So um, right. it was kind of demanding. Uh, and it, 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 I don't know. It didn't exhaust me. Honestly, it was, um, it was a fun experience, and I'm just glad that it's coming out. But after yeah. something drops like that... Um, you know, there's there's always a little bit of time. Like, you got to make people wait for it. I honestly have two other finished albums I could drop right after, but <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to um, I'm going to save it for the for I don't know whenever I decide to probably later in the right, summer. Right. Um, but for now, while I'm waiting for the album to drop and the music videos to drop, I'm just going to be doing client work and editing right. and all that sort of stuff. How long have you been How long have you been working on this album? Um, funny enough. It's just been during the quarantine, like really. It's not okay, like that's it's not. not a, <laughs> it's not branded as a quarantine album, but right. uh, I have a few projects in the works. Some of which I'm taking a long time with, and going back when I learned new stuff and and taking a fresh look at some of these songs. Right. But Cujo is this kind of idea, this feeling that I had that I wanted to drop at this point in the discography because that's really important to me like the the storyline the the chronological order of the albums dropping was really important to me because right. the other stuff i'm working on is pretty upbeat and happy um but so yeah. far in the music that i've released it's it's gotten pretty somber and dark so i wanted to yeah i wanted things to get uh worse before they get better type thing with um, <laughs> yeah the lyrical content and and the the sonics of it so I said, hey, yo, I have a missing link here. I want, like, a darker album. And I was also thinking a lot about visuals. I wanted, like, um, Blair Witch Project, um, like, low-budget oh, really? horror cool. film type uh, visuals. So there's some creepy stuff going on in the music videos. But overall, it's just a vibe. It's just, um, it's just yeah, like, Blair Witch stuff. Or And, I mean, Cujo's a, the, it's named after the Stephen King novel about the, the dog, the rabid dog. I, I'm surprised okay. not. I thought I thought more people knew about that. I thought that was a common thing in pop culture, but I keep talking about Cujo, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, that's a cool name. How'd you come up with that?" I'm like, "This <laughs> yeah. is a Stephen King novel." But um, yep. yeah, it's just the ideas of it is kind of just because um, sometimes in my life I just view myself as kind of too soft. Sometimes you know, like mm. a kind of like I get compared to like a puppy dog, and. Mm. Uh, but then there's been times where I've been wronged or betrayed or something where I can I can kind of get angry, I can kind of get um, jaded, and there's an evil side as well. And I, I think it's important to explore both. So Cujo, yeah, if sure. anything, I keep marketing it as like the scariest, like most horrible <laughs> horrorcore album ever. But it's really just the Drew Sickle version of like a dark album, right. which, which honestly isn't even that dark. Like, like right. I guess almost every song has the explicit marker just because i swear like once or twice but mm. at the end of the day bro my biggest fans of my music are my parents and my grandparents and <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i don't like to censor myself because of that but it's it's also like right. yeah i'm not i'm not gonna do stuff for like shock value um yeah and I, I wasn't yeah. i don't go into like the full like tyler the creator bastard goblin era but i'm definitely inspired oh, yeah, yeah. by that you know a lot of these songs were like how can i make a Earl sweatshirt, I don't like shit, I don't go outside type song. Like it kind of feels <laughs> yeah. like that. 
Um, so it was really fun to do. I have some songs you could mosh to. I have some songs you could fucking burn a house down to. Um, yeah. Not saying you should, but I don't know if you want to. <laughs> um, not condoning it, but yeah, you know, hey. You know, that's the soundtrack, you know? like um, Yeah. Yeah, and then also I like the contrast. So I wanted a lot of like ignorant, um, angsty, spiteful emotions. But at the end, right. I, f- I feel like the album resolves in a very... Um, transparent what am i trying to say here uh exposed what is this other word i'm looking for <laughs> like you know you just feel exposed you feel um transparent come on what am i thinking i keep I, forgetting I know what you mean but i can't yeah it's <laughs> just very it's just very open and honest and i think it almost yep. it almost feels more genuine um mm. after all that because there's right there's like Convert like, uh, like verses in the album where I'm like conversing with myself and my own thoughts, and it's like, you know, yeah. I'm I'm still be petty, I'm still be jaded, like I don't care, like nothing matters, and then it'll switch to a song that's just like a pure representation of how I felt in some of those moments, and mm, I think yeah. after listening to the to me wild out and be like a angsty teenager for a long time, you get to see that real sadness and it it hits a bit different and that's why i think yeah albums are um really important because there's always a reason why one song follows the other or the track titles mm-hmm. called this or uh right. the, the time in which the album is released like there's a reason that mm-hmm. these songs aren't just like 10 different singles um they got to be played yep. after after each other for the for the full story right right, right. that's true <clears throat> Man, I'm always choking on my water every time I drink water. I just can't. That's a fun fact about me, man. <laughs> it's all good. I do that so much too. I'm like, I'm just gonna take a giant gulp of air. Oh, I choked on my own air too. Like, yeah, it's something about water where it doesn't even feel like it's anything in your mouth, and then you just yeah. drink too much of it. <clears throat> I'm gonna, I'm gonna breathe now too while I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, might as well breathe. Never with any other drink, but just water. <laughs> I know all exactly. Yeah. 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 So when when did the when did exactly you start making music and like trying to release it? Because I know you said you were making music on kind of the side as you were doing photography and stuff. And yeah, it, it was more so just like uh, I think a year before I was in that uh, video editing class, I okay. just just for fun I got like the machine program and the pad and all that. Okay. Because yeah. um, I just I'm a, I'm always the type of person where I just want. S- to be tinkering away at something like, like a mad scientist type thing. Um, mm, I, yeah. I was, I was never one to play like video games. Like I like skate three and I like right playing with friends and stuff. Um, every once in a while, right. but, um, I'm always like discovering stuff, whether it's drawing or, um, photography around that time it would have been. Um, but I was super into music and just how it was made, how it was created and, sampling resampling stuff um and i just figured like i could be sitting there at my desk i just had this image of me like learning stuff like pressing these pads and trying to figure out the right combination of like what would Mm. be what would be a good sound and right i kind of i never even hit record throughout that whole entire year i would just load up drum kits and fun little Mm. sounds um i think maybe i made something off my phone um out of a bunch of samples from the channel orange album that I put on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. So that I think that yeah. was that would be technically like from five years ago, I think it is now. 
Um, okay. And it's funny because that has like a ton of plays on SoundCloud just because it's been out for five years and people right. have randomly yeah. heard it. I think that's hilarious. Right. But um, <laughs> yeah, around the time of like making my little videos for my class or little stuff for YouTube, um, I would be like, okay, I want... I want a Tyler the Creator song, but I just want the beat, so I'm gonna recreate the beat and then, like, oh, that's cool. Just go for that, and then I'm not gonna get copy written. Like, I'm gonna say that, like, yeah, I recreated the beat, and I know it wouldn't be exactly like I recreated the beat for right. Redbone Red and uh, Oldie for my mm-hmm. little um, video about going to LA and stuff. So that's yeah. when it was forcing me to like, okay, you got to hit record, you got to make a full song, you got to make multiple elements, right. you got to multi-track. And it just taught me a lot, but it was almost like a means to an end. It was like, okay, this mm. is, I want to make the music as good as it needs to be to be background music for my songs. And then right. I kind of got really into it. Like when you discover something new and you get somewhat proficient at it, you get a working knowledge. It's almost just mm. like another tool to like express yourself. So um, mm. I was sitting around one day and I, I I realized that Earl Sweatshirt made like my favorite album by him, um, like the Earl tape. I don't know if that's yep. my favorite album by him. I guess that's just a tape. But it was it's a it's a time in my life, and I would I don't know. I'd skate around. I'd listen to that. It's it's angsty. It's it's disgusting. Mm. But it's like it's a raw emotion. And I realized like he made that when he was sixteen, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And um, I mean he made it like slide tendencies and all his previous stuff, like when he was even younger than that. But like he made the Earl tape when he was 16 and I'm like, Hey, I'm 16, you know? Um, yeah, I should just start making beats because if I make, if I start the process now, like I start releasing stuff and, and, and failing and trial and error, like by the time I get older, like I could, I could be pretty proficient in this craft. So I gave oh, yeah. myself just as a challenge, just to make it fun. I gave myself 16 days um to make like a tape like i knew i wouldn't be rapping i wouldn't be like singing or whatever but just like you know beats and instrumentals like elevator music is what people call it like my friends and shit um (laughs) and i made this project called one six and yeah um it's funny because i listen to it now and of course there's a million things i would change the mixing everything's way too loud everything's blown out Mm. um there's no effects on anything everything's dry but it's like the the energy like I was playing I only knew like one scale and like a few piano chords and a little bit of how to use the drums in my software and Mm. I still somehow made like songs with multiple sections Uh, I think there's eight songs on there and yeah it's just you I can feel my I don't know if other people can hear it but I can just feel how much fun I'm having making it yeah because it was yep. it was every day after school I mean 16 days um it doesn't seem a lot like a lot to me now because if we totaled up how long I've been working on Cujo it might only be 16 days because it was like on and off <laughs> but yep. when you're trying to learn the program at the same time mm-hmm. um 16 days yep. is is wild and I think I even yep. updated I think I even had like a, a a crazy update for my software so I made like I went to like version two of machine while I was doing that. Wow. Which, so <laughs> wow. I, or like halfway through it or something. So I was just, mm. it was just practice. It was studying like every day after school um, or the weekends, I would just like skate home and just start working on tracks. And that was really motivating. Like people think, 
people are always talking about, especially with quarantine that we're going through now, people are saying like, I know my potential and I know I can do such amazing stuff, but I'm never like motivated with it. And it's like, hey, you're, yeah. never, you're never motivated to write that essay, but like it's due tomorrow. Yeah. So of course you're going to stay up exactly. all night and do it. Um, yeah. I find myself staying up all night making music anyways, even if there's no album or no deadline. <laughs> but when there is, especially like th- that's crunch time. Like I, I think there's a story about, or you can hear in the Brockhampton documentary, but they they made the post to their fans saying like, I think it was saturation one or saturation two, that like this is the date it comes out. And I swear they had nothing ready for it yet, you know? Yeah. Which seems like a hazardous thing to do. But also, why not? Like if it's um Yeah. If it helps you make stuff, like I'd rather be under a deadline and somewhat kind of rush my stuff. Like, I mean, that's yeah. kind of disgusting to do, like rushing the, the art, yeah, but like yeah. I would rather that than having no deadline and no goal and not ever putting anything out. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. And then at the same time, I think there's there's a lot of things you could do to for yourself to where if it helps you put stuff out, you you should do it. Cause you know, maybe you shouldn't put everything ever that you ever make out because then it could kind of ruin your brand, I guess people say. But I have a yeah. lot of tips of like things people could do, specifically for music, because I've been going through it, mm. um, to what they could do to like make it easier for them to release stuff and yeah when you've the biggest one for me recently has been just the fact that like i appreciate people that listen to my stuff and there's a few people who dm me and they say like yo like bro this is my favorite shit like i love it so much and i I appreciate that so much but at the same time when i look at the numbers and the stats um compared to where i want to be or i could be one day this is nothing like it almost feels like nobody at all is listening to the music and and that's scary that's disappointing but it's also so freeing because it's like yeah um i look at uh artists nowadays um bands like it's harder for them to do this i think single singular artists they can do it kind of better but people are always trying trying to find the right way to switch up their sound entirely without disappointing their fans or whatever oh yeah and i think that me with no one listening to my shit like i could make an album that sounds completely different than anything else that I've ever made. And it's really just my mom and my grandparents and my friends and a (laughs) couple people online that are listening to this shit. And they're just going to be excited that that I experimented with something. And I think uh, people that do that from the jump, like Tyler and and Kanye Pharrell, all those sort of people I look up to, they're never scared to switch up a style or do something different or experiment. So their fans are always open to that. Um, but, right. but these pop stars like Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, I can't even uh, like remember how many times <laughs> they dropped a new album, got a new haircut, got a new makeup thing. And they're like, Ugh. now I'm raw or like now I'm yeah. sexy this time. Around. I'm ch- I've changed. I've, I've done. No, I've changed. I'm not. wearing, I'm wearing black clothes. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing leather this time. And it's like, oh, yeah. that, it seems very forced. <laughs> yeah. It's like. I don't know. Um, it's corny, but I don't know. I can't really think of an example off top to where people switched up and the fans didn't really like it, but kind of maybe like, I think testing by ASAP should have gotten way more recognition because the, the fact mm. that he took a, like took some time off and learned how to like produce for himself so he could make these sounds that he really yep. wanted to do. Um, because I think, I mean, he's, he's admitted he kind of shot himself with the foot 
in the foot yeah. for like uh, Wild for the Night and um, some of his earlier stuff to where it was like, it wasn't like necessarily trendy. He was more so being a trendsetter, but it was very poppy right. stuff that he could perform. Yeah. And it was, wasn't ever his true um, self. And I think um, collaborating with Kanye and Frank and Tyler, like I think he's um, really learned how to do stuff for himself and not care what other people think. Because uh, even yeah. though testing... I feel like it, it, it deserved more credit. He still made that sundress song, which everyone still bumps. Mm. It comes on in the club, and everyone loves um, to dance to that. And it's got an ASAP yeah. verse, but it's like, the, like just as a producer, I notice like the shift in the BPM. You know, the the just the feeling of it is it's you would never think the same dude that made Wild for the Night made that. But somehow mm. he, with testing, he showed people, and even calling it testing, like even doing the crash test dummy aesthetic with it is just like showing people like this is what this is and for a first yeah. attempt to pave his own way in his own style i think it was a beautiful album like you got purity and tony tone and like almost every song on there has something i like about it that's like yeah. damn i'm glad he made that decision and he wasn't scared to do that on this um yeah so that's I, really cool. I mean the the first step in that direction is always the hardest i mean like especially with you what you were just saying now is like not having, I mean, what like your Spotify is, I think it says like 500 listeners per month, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Like it shifts. Like last month it was a thousand, and I don't know why. Like I literally, I didn't even <laughs> drop anything. I don't know why it went up to a thousand. Um, yeah. But yeah, like 500, 600 is what we're sitting at. And there's plans to go up through collaborations yeah. after this album drops. Um, I'm hoping, yeah. um, you know, doing podcasts like this, even though I just left fucking talking and i love podcasts i listen <laughs> yeah. i listen to podcasts more than music believe it or not um, oh yeah same like just before i go to bed uh type stuff and um i like having conversations with new people so yeah it seems like even if no one listens to any of the podcasts i do like just the conversation i have with the host um yeah is fun for me but yeah with the yeah with the podcast the fact that people might listen to it might check it out um that should right. help me grow a little bit um oh yeah and then collaborations i have in the works um with people that are like much higher up in me in terms of you know stats right um that should yeah help me out too but uh the thing is like i'm glad i got two albums that are finished like in the hard drive to where mm. if more fans come along i could show them you can even, just drop one yeah i could show but it's important it's not just the fact that i have it ready it's like the fact that i made that when no one was listening to my shit so right. if, if I right. if something happens and Cujo pops off or one of these songs goes on a playlist and and um, right, a yeah. bunch of people flood through, I feel already that I would have that sort of pressure to be like, oh, they liked this one song off Cujo, I should make. I stuff. gotta make more. Yeah, which I'm honestly like, the whole Cujo album was like my last attempt to make like dark, weird stuff. Um, mm. I'm gonna make some like nocturnal trap stuff with my friend Edibon, but like, uh. Yeah, that was a specific vibe, and that was a, that was a chapter. Like that was definitely a chapter in a book, and that's not like the true me. And if you listen to my whole discography and what's gonna come out next, you'll realize like what importance that chapter plays. But if a song off there yeah. blows up and people are expecting me to make more stuff like that, I'm sure I could. But um, a lot of people think that it's a surface level thing. Like if people like your song, they like the exact lyrics that you said, the exact chords that you played, the exact feeling that it gave them. But sometimes it's as simple as they just liked you being genuinely you. 
And yep. if I release something that's completely different sonically, which I think the next albums def- definitely are, um, it's still me. And you can the production choices, the lyrics, the tone, um, and just the the feeling, it, it translates. And I feel like if I drop that, um, it'll just show my diversity more than you know scaring off the new fans or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm ready for that. That's cool. I mean, I mean, like what I was saying a little bit ago, um, mm-hmm. just because of the the size that you're at right now, I guess it gives you, it should definitely give you the freedom to experiment in whatever, you know, genre or whatever you want to do, whether that's, you know, music videos, music. Um, but also like you were saying, you know, having two albums on the backbone be like, oh, you like that? Oh, here's another one. Yeah. And I had that ready. And I'm not like, oh, fine, I got to, you know, make yeah. another one, I guess. So, yeah, I always want to be ahead of the curve in that regard. Like, yeah, yeah I don't want any of the decisions um, to be influenced by, like, other people's perception of it, you know? Like, um, yeah. I think I let a little bit of that in, sometimes too much, but sometimes just the mm. right amount, you know? Like, the fact that I have 500 monthly listeners and not zero, I think has improved <laughs> the music. Because when oh, I was yeah. making stuff like one six and one seven, like the beat tapes, I knew for facts, yeah. like I could count on my hand, like how many people were actually going to save this to their library yeah. and maybe listen to it once or twice. Cause they're all my yeah. friends, you know? Um, right. but, but now there's people I don't even know or don't even know my Instagram, don't even know me. And they found yeah. me on Spotify and I can see the stats. Like there's people in like every country that are like, yeah just randomly listen to my stuff i'm like i don't know anyone in iceland i don't know anyone in argentina (laughs) how are they listening to my music because they don't know they don't know who i am so i think that's it it changed my perception of it and it's like okay yo i gotta really show who i really am despite like not seeing them in person or having a conversation with them or them following my instagram um right because you know i think at the core the music and or any music is just a way to be understood. It's a self-expression thing. Like personally, like, yeah, people say like, oh, I would make this even if nobody heard it. But it's right. it's an attempt to be understood. And um, yeah, I always say that like sometimes the the verses or the monologues or the, the things I talk about in my songs is almost a truer version of me than I even talk to my mm. friends about type stuff. Right. And yep. uh, the fact that like, yeah, I drop something and 500 people are going to listen to it. It makes me um, have some second thoughts about what I'm saying, not in a censorship regard, but in yep. like a refining, yep. like, okay, let's make this as best it can as it can be. Because music, honestly, right. is kind of forever. You know, you put it out. And yeah. if that's in someone's memory and they can keep, you know, streaming that song or go back to it and listen to it, um, it's a soundtrack for somebody's memory of a certain time that they heard it. And I want yeah. that to be the most fleshed out, perfect um, version that it could be. But, you know, when you get held up with perfection, sometimes it gets you to the point where you don't ever drop stuff or ever release stuff. And that's my big thing. Um, yeah. Like, like when I start to feel too perfectionist, I have like a whole nother account that no one knows about that I mm. um, work on music under and like drop stuff uh like secretly that nobody listens to like for real nobody like each song has like five streams you know but yeah it's very loose and non-perfectionist and just raw and it's really really fun to make and it's not it's not attached to my name so um Mm. i use that as like a an extra thing and i 
I've noticed a lot of my friends kind of do that same thing too. Like there's a lot of people you wouldn't expect that, um, that have like a spam account for music for lack of a better term. Yep. Cause if regular people yeah. have spam accounts, then why wouldn't there be an artist equivalent type thing, you know? Oh yeah. I bet. I absolutely bet that mainstream artists have, whether or not, I mean, no, they gotta, they've gotta have like, you know, smaller accounts that they just publish stuff on and just leave. Yeah. Or if even, people listen to it, they listen to it, but the they just drive, don't claim like, it. They're yeah. just making stuff that they don't release, um, whether it's putting a different name on it. Like, there's a, there's the Mac Miller, Larry Fisherman stuff. Um, mm. There's, like, I guess Earl technically produces under this name a random black guy, uh, which, mm. is, which is funny to me. Um, <laughs> there's, I guess there's Mad Lib, Quasimodo, like, he's rapping under the Quasimodo name, but he always pretends mm. that he doesn't know who that is like he pretends like that's right. his that's his friend but everyone knows right. uh i guess there's right. the flying lotus captain murphy which is the same sort of situation but um yep. there's a lot of creativity that could be expressed um through that and um it was like a last minute decision but with the cujo album i saw cujo as like a character um sort of mm. in the same way like tyler release albums like goblin cherry bomb igor like igor is definitely like a different side of tyler and um, Cujo is like, you know, maybe the evil side of me. And one of the last songs I finished was um, this one called Cujo FM about like kind of scrolling through the radio and just it's a chill kind of interlude. But you actually hear yep. like this pitch down character that's um, identifying himself as Cujo. But it's, you know, it's it's me, mm. you know, it's me playing yep. all these parts. And then yeah, I figured when I was releasing the album. I, I was like, okay, yo, maybe that song is featuring Cujo, like the actual, mm. you know, character. So in the future, yeah. if I want to release any songs like this, which I do, you know, for every song that there is on Cujo, there's like four or five in the hard drive that like didn't yeah. make it to the album because it didn't fit the album. Maybe there's still good songs, right. but it just didn't fit. And right. if I want, if I feel angsty, if I feel angry again, I can still make a pitch down rap song where I'm talking about, you know, yep. um, stuff I don't want my parents to hear and I could release that yeah. un under the Cujo name and it would make yep. sense and I think that's really nice for um, fan engagement or not even fan yeah. engagement what am I trying to say like easter eggs like fan service like oh, yeah. hey yo like I love Cujo and yo wait he releases music too jeez oh my god <laughs> yeah. and then there's there's like a secret album or a bonus track on, yeah. on that profile um, I don't know what I'm going to yeah. do with it but just having that um, yeah. that lane open is yeah, it's just another tool to express myself, which you know I would never want to close the door on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's also stuff like you know, I for example, with like my photography stuff, I have like, you know, my Instagram is kind of is is kind of a portfolio. So if people see it, they mm -hmm. see like polished. Um, mm -hmm. So in a in a way, it's the same thing there. It's like, well, I can only post certain things here, and yeah. the rest of the stuff that like I still like this image or I still like this this video i can't post it there i have to post it somewhere else and sometimes that sucks and but other times it's like nah like this is this i think is just fitting because this is in the end is my work and i want to yeah. show it off whether or not it fits that i don't care like yeah and then sometimes it has to go to the second page that no one knows about so you know <laughs> yeah like it, it's a it's a fun pursuit um i've always been obsessed with the idea of like consistency and like having a creative through line um in certain things 
because my favorite Instagrams or like artists, like you can always kind of tell that that's their work, whether it's production or yeah. rapping or or just the visuals. Um, they have like a certain yeah. color palette or they have a certain way they do lines or shoot photos or do videos where it's them. Yeah. Um, and it's it seems counterintuitive because artists don't like rules, but to, to get that level of consistency and professional looking, you know, through line, you need to yeah. create rules for yourself that you you strictly follow. Or maybe you bend in yeah. a creative way, but you you follow those rules. And um, it seems, you know, like not a good thing to put rules on yourself. But at the end of the day, you're putting them on yourself. Like nobody's asking you to. So if you want to shoot yeah. all your stuff in like, you know, lower saturation um, or like black and white or have that moody feel to your photography, um, and then you, yeah, maybe you want to have a vibrant, you know, like colorful shot you could put it somewhere else you can make a whole separate account that you you put as just as much effort into but at the end of the day it's your decision and the only dis like yeah. thing that anybody else could say to tell you to not do that is like hey is this going to burn you out is this going to tire you out and if it doesn't yeah then hey you got two lanes going on at the same time like um <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's super super fun because even the music i post on the other account like that could blow up too like yeah that's you know, true it doesn't take any effort it's actually blowing off steam is what that is so it's doing the opposite yeah. of burning me out and that is also a chance um to not to, you know like change the world in, with music or you know score someone's life like i was saying um so i just appreciate that um i came up with that idea sooner than later um because yeah. you know now i can say that that music's been out for a few years and uh yeah, I know. I notice other friends and and people doing it, and I think that's that's great. It's it's a lot about just finding what works for you, like sooner than later. You don't want to like, tr yeah. You could try a bunch of stuff and and figure out like what works, um, and and figure it out that way, like trial and error. But you gotta yep. know yourself, and you gotta like imagine like, okay, what's my perfect scenario? what's the realistic version of my perfect scenario? And then just kind of live in that vein. And then before you know it, you're kind of living your, your best life. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I get bogged down by like perception. Like I get sad that the stats aren't like that big sometimes or whatever, or not making like real money off the music yet. But then yeah. I go, Hey, yeah, no one's listening to this. So I could really just do me completely. Like the person that listens to the music the most um, not in any conceited way, not like I'm playing my own songs on Spotify, but like I'm making the songs. I hear it a million times as I'm making oh, exactly. it before it comes out. So it just feels yeah. like making a song that like I'm bending my creative um, process so it could be a like a song that I know a lot of people would listen to and share. Um, mm. It just seems torturous to me because I wouldn't have to listen to a song that I don't really like all that much way more than any, even the biggest fan would ever play it. You know, even if they yeah. pay, play it like 200 times, I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I had to write the lyrics. Like I had to do this. And yeah. That, so. <laughs> um, and, yeah. In the end it's, it is your own work. And if you don't like your own work, then I, you kind of failed in that, in that regard. Yeah. I mean, there's, it, there's just, a time and place. Like, you know, if you're making stuff for other people, it just seems like you're, uh, you're you're kind of that's kind of your job that's not like you're how do i explain this i don't know it just feels like there's a difference between 
an artist and like a like just someone that could you could pay them to like make you a song yeah you know? yeah exactly um, and you know they both exist in the same world and they they're like they can coexist and you know sometimes i'm yeah. i'm doing that sometimes it's a hybrid but like um i feel like the term artist you know it's very blown out and 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 well respected and you know conceded to call yourself that but when i yeah. when i say that i just it feels like um an artist is some kid that grew up that couldn't even if he tried couldn't really fit into the mold like couldn't fully understand like okay let me um color in between the lines and you know they could get in a lot of trouble for that you know um and i see a lot of people around me that don't even make music or photography do anything where i can just tell i'm like yeah this is not for you like the typical life that you know everyone wants to set out for you is not you and you have a creative problem solving critical thinking mind and some people who have that mind they go into the field of you know creative endeavors painting all that sort of stuff whatever it is and i like to open that up to like i think an accountant is pretty creative too like you know, it's it's yeah. a, it's oh, a boring, sure. it's math, it's high frequency stuff, but it's like <laughs> that's still problem solving. I see creative oh, yeah. creativity to me when I say that word. It's just like overhyped problem solving, you know, exactly or critical thinking. Right. So there's people that get to express themselves and they get to work out that muscle every day. And there's some people that don't or they hold themselves back from doing that. And, you know, it eats away at them. Like we all know that. Um, so I think you should um, do stuff just for yourself, like paint on your own walls, paint on your own carpet, you know, make, make silly songs for yourself or your, or for your friends. Um, Because when I tell people to do that, like, Hey, yeah, you should paint. They're like, Oh, who's going to want to see that? Who's going to, I'm like, Hey, (laughs) no, exactly. Yeah. Like who, who cares about other people? Um, If you get to the level where you're bringing joy to other people with your art, like you paint something, you give it to your mom and she's, she's happy with it. Um, that means more to me than, you know, getting paid for like a a song or a feature or whatever. Um, because that's actually impacting someone's life. And then people, yeah, people love to see, like, I I know there's a lot of hate in the world. There's lots of controversy, but at the end of the day, when I'm in my, you know, most pure form of myself and I really believe in humanity, I think people just love to watch other people be themselves. I think, I think of it with like, actors and what sets apart like tom cruise from like tom hanks you know like right. like a funnier person versus action person or jim carrey like if the world is just wanting something simple that they can consume there should be no reason that jim carrey is an actor or wes anderson is a is a director or all these people that kind right. of bent the mold um they're they're living breathing proof that you can kind of just do you and I think Tyler, yep. the creator, like I always come back, like that's my biggest inspiration. I used to get embarrassed yep. to, f- for wearing that influence on my sleeve so much because I was <laughs> literally wearing just golf wank stuff all the time. And that's mm. cool. I mean, I love even the newer golf wank stuff. But um, yeah, now I'm not aesthetically or sonically drawing too much from Tyler, but just the career path and the... Um, the philosophy of, of it all because he doesn't even preach it he doesn't even say like oh everyone should do this everyone should do that but it's like yeah he just he's says just being like, himself yeah he's like why wouldn't i like make this song that makes me feel like i was five years old again like why wouldn't i do that like who's telling like no right. one honestly he he found a lane where he gets paid and he gets 
like everything he wants in life out of being exactly who he who he is and unless yeah. someone comes through and pays him double that to make something that he doesn't fuck with then there's no reason at all for him to stop being himself um exactly so that's why i'm starting this journey like now with no real money coming in or no um fans or shows or sold out shows or merch or anything i'm just starting yeah. with being myself because i know it's much harder to transition later in your career for that like with with asap oh, yeah. with with kanye every album kanye does some stuff that upsets all his fans upsets the entire <laughs> world um drake too you know between the singing stuff and the rapping stuff like i think yeah. views is a great album but the fact that he dropped it after if you're reading this is too late made everybody hate it you know if views came out today yeah. um i think it would be a banger if it views came out right after if you're reading this or um, nothing was the same, then it would have been a banger as well. So it's the context yeah. and it's the public's perception. But the biggest yeah. asset I have on my side right now is the fact that there's no public perception of my shit, you know? Exactly. There's little pockets yeah. of kids all over that kind of know me. Like there's my LA friends, there's the New York friends, there's people in my city, there's my family that they have the perception of me, they know me, they know what I've been doing, they know what I'm up to, they know what I'm trying to do. But yeah, the overarching general sense of like, oh, this is what this kid stands for, it's not um, cultivated yet. So that that means that I'm the one that gets to decide what that story is. And that's beautiful. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's always, it's always best, I think, to just start off being yourself because, I mean, you see so many people starting off with such, like, I, I'll just use the YouTube example. I mean, mm -hmm. you see a lot of people doing this character and this and that, and then they talk about getting burnt out on this character, and it's like, well, you're starting off. It's nothing wrong with having a character. You don't have to show yourself, but when you're trying to switch into showing yourself more, mm -hmm. what do people don't like the real you? Yeah. Now you have this character that they like, but they don't even like the real you. So uh, you have to like be able, be willing to put out the same amount of real you as a character, or just commit to either side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's a struggle for sure. It's hard to be yourself with everything, especially yeah. when you're putting it out there. Yeah, it's very because like you got to be transparent with it. You gotta. Um, there's some hard to swallow pills because you know you could think that you're you're doing yourself but maybe you're actually playing a character that it's just the best version of yourself and right I, you know it's not like i get crazy like self-deprecating in songs but i like to paint the full picture you know because this is a platform yeah. um at the end of the day no matter how big the platform is um whether or not i i like it it's like it is a soapbox and there's things that have happened in my life um, that I'm drawing inspiration from and, and storylines and things that happen to me where I get to tell the story of how they went down and how I feel about them. Um, mm. But if I leave out the fact that like, oh yeah, I, was, I wasn't that great in that situation either or I'm kind of, you know, here's, here's my character flaws. If I leave that out, then it's just a one, it's just propaganda, you know, that's just yeah stuff like that and I mean, I'm not going to take anything away. I mean, the only thing that comes to mind is like this, the the typical braggadocious rapper. Um, <laughs> but I think they're, they're like playing a character too, but they're also, mm. um, they're providing a service. You know, nobody wants yep. to work out to a song of someone being like, I'm the worst. 
you know like yeah. you know maybe they do and there's yeah there's, that, that's there, very true there is emotional songs like that but sometimes there's a time and place for like um don't call it a comeback i've been here for years you know just the entire yeah. song is just <laughs> bragging you know like and yeah and that's great and i'm glad that music has progressed to the point where um other people can exist in that space but i think um I, yeah just going back to drake i think a lot people neglect the fact that he's a very multi-dimensional character in his music because he will yep. talk about his own flaws he will talk about this and then when he's bragging is more it's more potent because you know you've seen him at his worst where he doesn't believe in those those things that he's saying about himself yeah and when a song comes around where he does and then also it's not fictionalized like it's no it's no no cap like it's yeah it's real yeah. stuff like when you say like when he says that he's surpassing his idols and um you know he's got nobody left to um kind of look up to or you know help him in this journey because nobody's ever gone through what he's gone through in terms of fame and success i mean yeah people could always say oh yeah poor you you're super rich blah 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 but it's like yeah buddy like you can't you unless you get super rich one day you're never going to yeah. be able to experience what that feels like you know people oh, yeah. constantly looking at um you having their hands out to you uh looking up to you um because people like to talk all in de- all day about Kanye and, and Drake and and how like they're they're egomaniacs or whatever but imagine yeah. if you every time you went out anywhere or if anytime you went to a party um, not only does everyone already know who you are and have an opinion of, of you um, for better yeah. or for worse, but they're yeah. also like that night that they just because they saw you is something that they're going to tell their friends and remember for the rest of their lives. So you're you always yeah. have an intense spotlight on you. And there's a lot of pressures involved. Um, I look up to the career path of like Gambino and, and Frank to where they've they've um, kind of shied out of the spotlight and yeah. every time they do drop something or you know come out and, and perform it's very potent and and it means a lot um but that they're just they're making different type of music and they're making different types of um moves in this world because yeah if drake if drake disappeared or did something i mean like yeah they would stir up a lot of controversy it might even be worse for his career than than better you know if he took a right social media break and you didn't see a new music or a song or anything you didn't even see him out in public for a year people would be like oh yeah. he's, a, he's a drug addict now blah 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 you know because yeah. Yeah. um people like to search um for a story and when you become a headline it's hard for you to stop being a headline you know and even if yeah, you fall exactly. off the, the headline starts to be oh whatever happened to so-and-so um yeah so your only choice cho- choice is to like be yourself through all through all of it and burn bright, um, because if you fade away, sometimes your legacy uh, gets tainted. Like you know, Nas, amazing rapper, but I don't know. I mean, a lot a lot of people say greatest rapper of all time, but he's still out here making stuff. If he if he would have yeah. died early, like Biggie and Tupac, heck, even X yeah. and 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 Juice, like people yeah. are like, yo, that's a legend. And yeah, exactly. It's hard for people to say someone's a legend while they're still alive. I think about that a lot. You know, like Drake, yeah. Drake, Tyler, Kanye. Like, what is gonna happen to the world when these these people pass on? And what will happen yeah. to all the haters and all the people that didn't really understand their impact? Because once they're gone, man, like you never get them back, and you'll regret all the things that you you said about them. So, I like to look at these times fondly. Like, even if I hear 
God's Plan or Hotline Bling a million times in a day on the radio, I'm like, hey, I get to tell my kids I was alive when this random yep. light-skinned Jewish kid from Canada <laughs> was the biggest artist in the entire world, and he yep. stayed on the charts for 500, almost 600 weeks straight. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't know, just when you get to view stuff as an underdog story, um, you get yeah. to have more, more fun with it. And and that's a philosophy yeah. that I, I live with, you know? Like, every time I see something that everybody likes, like, that's super trendy, and I just happen to not like it, I kind of um, see that as a, an issue with me, you know? I, I don't like yeah. to say, oh, yeah, everyone likes it, it's popular, it's trendy, you know, it probably sucks. Um, I'm like, no, there's a reason everyone's vibing with this one Doja Cat song or whatever it is at the time. <laughs> and yeah. and I, I, I look at myself and I'd be like, hey, I'd be having more fun in life if I could just dance to that and not be thinking, right. not, not be at like in the corner of the room like, oh, this song sucks. It's too overhyped, you know? Yeah. So um, that's what started. And I mean, at a, certain, at a certain point, you have to, in a way, separate the art from the artist and be yeah. like, look, this guy, whether or not I personally liked his specific character yeah. he's making this art which i can appreciate yeah so it, i don't necessarily need to love it. this guy yeah but i can like his music yeah no one says you have to be like a 1000 percent stand for like anyone that you just oh, yeah. passively listen to but um yeah yeah that was back in like i don't know 2015 2016 when i was a kid like listening to tyler and stuff and then this SoundCloud rap started coming on. Like I hated like Lozy Vert and, and 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 Lil Yachty and stuff. But then yeah. I realized like, hey, there's a time and place for that. And no, everybody's not trying to listen to Oldie or Colossus in the club. Like, you know, there's yeah. there's there's a time for. I don't really care if you cry. Like, there's a time for that. Yeah. You know, because exactly. I've been like I was at the parties and I watched how people react to that and I watch how fun it is. And if I was in my head being like oh, this beat is so simple and it just loops and then, you know, the lyrical content's not all... And then they're mumbling too. Like, are you having any... Are you, are you having fun? Like, is it more fun yeah. to be right and cool and mm. a gatekeeper than it would to be just, like, dancing with a shorty, like, at a house party? Like, yeah. like which one's more yeah. fun, you know? Like, you get yeah. to internally be like, I'm better than everyone, I know more about music, versus just like, hey, man, let loose... You don't have to think about everything. Just have fun with yeah. it. Um, and just I'm, enjoy it. I'm transitioning into, like, appreciating pop music for what it is because I'm getting into, like, <laughs> Benny Blanco and realizing that he made, like, that whole 2010 sound, like, Dynamite by Teo Cruz and, and Diamonds by Rihanna and I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. Like, that, that weird electronic sound that was taking over... Um, pop music for the better parts of the 2010s was all Benny yeah. Blanco. And when I see him as a character, as a person, he seems like a really down to earth, really chill guy that knows how to make, yeah. make moments happen and make songs that um, make people feel something, whether it's dancing, whether it's, you know, TikTok by Kesha. He did that one too. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I appreciate what, what it is. And, and I feel like even Tyler with Igor, um, he said that he was trying to get more into like pop music, not, you know, annoying radio hits that you hear a million times that are like obviously label plants and have a, a ton of money pumped yeah. into them. But like pop music, pop music stands for popular music, music that yep. everyone can relate to, everyone can like. And honestly, in 30, 40 years, I don't know who's going to be playing, um, you know, certain like 
you know, mumble rap tracks. But yeah. they'll definitely be playing Earthquake. They'll definitely be playing Redbone. <laughs> they'll definitely be playing uh, some cuts off views, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know. So I don't know. Those are just my thoughts. I don't even know what we we're talking about, but <laughs> it's okay, <laughs> I mean, that's what I good. think. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. What did the, I guess, I mean, it's getting over an hour now. Um, yeah. So I'll kind of wrap it up. I'm not in a rush or anything like that. All right. Um, but uh, I was kind of wondering, like, because of this whole, the process of even getting, like, a podcast like this, you know, being small, uh, yeah. getting the, onto any platform, how did you get around to putting your music out on platforms? Um, it was just a process of like the reasoning behind it was just, I wanted anyone who wanted it to get it, you know, like I'm not going to ask my grandma to download SoundCloud just cause that's where <laughs> yeah, the music's yeah. at. Um, and I just wanted yep. it accessible. And then there's a certain level of professionalism where it's like, Hey, my music's on the same place where you could listen to, you know, Jay-Z or Otis Redding or exactly. whatever. Um, yeah. The process, I started off with just researching a bit and seeing what would be the best option for me. Um, I don't think DistroKid was really popping around the time I started releasing music. So I think I was on CD Baby, um, which mm. play, which is a flat fee per album. So I'd pay like okay. twenty, like 50 bucks or maybe 20 when it was on sale um, to release a album. Uh, and then now I use... A combination of things. If I'm really trying to get a song out fast, I'll use DistroKid, and that's only twenty a month, yeah. uh, twenty a year. And then uh, you can oh, really you can get it out like thirty, forty. I don't know about podcasts. I haven't done that re- research. I know there's things like Podbean, and uh, my friend was just talking about Anchor. We recorded her podcast mm. on that right into the app, actually, which was cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think. Getting it on, I mean, Spotify's coming up in the game of podcasts, as 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 far as I can I can tell. I use Apple yeah. Podcasts to listen to my stuff, so uh, yeah. there's that. But yeah, just setting up an RSS feed and um, getting it on Apple and Spotify. Um, hopefully, both of them. I'm I'm sure there's a different. I think there's a different process for Spotify, but if you go through the right um, aggregator, you can you can get it on both and. Right. It's nice. It's nice because it's right there next to everybody's music. Um, yeah. They just they just updated it recently in the past year to where your podcast and your music are are, are very separate things and yeah. very separate sides of the apps. So, um, yeah. I mean, Apple Podcast is free, uh, and if you have an Apple device, like you have it on your phone. So, uh, I like to to put stuff on there. Like I used to have a podcast and I had it up on there. But now if I was yeah. to, to record my own interviews of people or record my own little shows, um, I would definitely think that uh, Spotify above anything just for proof, future proofing it. But I'm sure yeah. it's a small fee. I think it's five or ten a month on like Podbean or whatever it would be. I don't know about yeah. Anchor's uh, fees, but it seems very user friendly. I think it might even be cheaper. Um, so far, so far, Anchor has been completely free, and to my knowledge, everything that I've posted so far is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a couple other websites. Yeah. So far, it's sick. completely free. So I don't know if that changes as you get bigger or what, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's like know. custom things that you might want to do um, with a different oh, yeah. RSS feed, like 
as you grow and, you know, like building a site or building a, um, you know, a page or something for the podcast yeah. would be nice. But I see it as um, a, an amazing tool to grow an audience and build a community. Um, I love the concept of it. I've been listening to podcasts since I was 12 years old. Um, like every, <laughs> yeah. like dead ass, like before I went to bed, just listening to a bunch of adults fuck around and, and talk about some stuff or, you know, an yeah. interview with a, with a scientist or an interview with a musician or something. And I yeah. think it's really helped me kind of mature faster in terms of getting my ideas out and being fluent yeah. with talking about things. Cause people always yeah. meet me and they're like, wait, you're only 19. Like you're only 19. I'm like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Only, I'm only 19. I'm just, you know, I've, yeah. I've lived a lot of life and listened to a lot of different conversations in those 19 yeah. years. But like, uh, yeah, podcasts are great. And when I was doing mine, that was the biggest growth I've ever seen because, um, I would reach out to someone be like, Hey, I like your art. I want to know about your process. And now all of the people that listen to the podcast, they go and check out that artist and all the yeah. people that know of that artist that want to hear more of them that don't know about the podcast, they come through, listen to that episode, possibly be a fan. Um, so it's just like almost it's the only source of content where like every single thing you do, if this is your format, like the interview um, is like a cross promotion thing. You know, you get yeah. people from all sorts of audiences and that's why you can grow so fast. But the biggest thing is just consistency. Like nobody's going to listen to a podcast that's once a month or once a yeah. s not not maybe once a month is fine but once every six months it's like hey man yeah, yeah, yeah. hey guys uh just tuning in uh didn't make anything <laughs> in a long time just been busy with life yeah. stuff so yeah before before i do stuff um because i'm thinking of making an instagram page or somewhat of not like a record label but like a production company um or that could possibly be a podcast attached to that yeah i just want to create a workflow and a systematic consistent way to to do content yeah. to where when i yeah. launch it it doesn't it doesn't even it, it never stops until it becomes you know maybe more profitable to stop or if i have someone that can take over it because um i started yeah. a magazine i started a podcast alongside it but um my mistake was like running merch running an instagram running a youtube and a mm. podcast all at once going from yep. zero to 100 and then i got burnt out because um you know graduated high school life stuff got in the way moving yep. out and i just didn't have the energy as a one-man team to create yep. a whole magazine um for the benefit yep. of, of artists and other people but i think it's great i think everyone should have a podcast there can never be too many you know Sa over saturation should never be because like man like the same ideology that's saying like oh there's already a million podcasts like why would i make one it's almost like, yeah, then why do you ever even talk out loud? You know, like yeah. why? Oh, yeah. Like everyone's said everything already. Why do I even speak? You know, like it's the same mentality. So um, in this process of trying to somewhat promote free for Cujo, which sounds gross to me, but you know, what's more gross oh. posting every single day on my own Instagram story and doing Instagram <laughs> yeah. ads. Oh, guys, listen to uh, Cujo. I want to. Yeah somewhat pop into someone else's you know reach or engagement or fan base and say hey guys oh uh, yeah fuck if you like me um listen to kuja shit and then that yep. way i'm not bogging down my entire fan base that's already with me and already gonna stream the album just saying hey yep. can you help me promote blah blah, blah. so i'm doing a string yep. of podcasts where yep. i talk about my process and and the album a bit 
and uh, hopefully reach out to um, a few people. But, you know, if not that, I, shit, I had a one hour conversation with you and, you know. Yeah. So now we're friends. Uh, and I th- <laughs> I've never talked before and we just talked for an hour. So there you I go. I think I've been, we've been following each other for a minute or yeah. I think I just recognize your username a lot, but uh, yeah. yeah, I peeped your photography. I didn't know you were in Edmonton as well. Um, yeah. But because I follow a lot of people from like all over, but um, yeah, we should link sometime. Do you, do you know, uh, <laughs> do you know the origin? The origin of, of why the name? followed you? No, what's that? So, uh, Without, oh, I'll just try to keep, you know, without doxing anyone, but, you know, uh, Caitlin. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was friends with her, uh-huh. and uh, I gave her that BMX. Oh, my God. See, I'm an idiot, bro. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know what happened? I you know. <laughs> I lived on 118th, and I, fuck, I kept my bike in the house, or that bike in the house all the time, mm. but sometime my girlfriend borrowed it, and she left it, like, in the backyard, and someone hopped my fence and stole that shit. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, but you know what sucks is that two days after I even got it from you, I rode it all the yeah. way down to White and went to a studio, left it outside the studio, and no one stole it, but, like, I swear, like, the tire was popped. Like, it wasn't popped before, and now it was Oh, popped. really? So the tire oh, was man. already popped. I went to go get it fixed, but it told they told me I need I need to fix a lot of other stuff, not just the tire. And I said, oh, okay, okay, maybe I'll do it later. And then I left it in the backyard, and then someone hopped the fence and stole it. But I don't understand how they stole, like, a bike <laughs> that was, like, pretty messed up. You know, like, you oh, know, the, the tube and the, and the whole frame or something oh, was up with it. But, yeah. That sucks. But that was one of my favorite memories, man. Um, grabbing that stuff from you and then going, I listened to Igor and I, I just biked downtown, um, like one of the last days that it was like super nice out, That's um, sick. last summer. So, uh, it was, yeah. great. I mean, and, if you, if you get another bike or anything like that, uh, I used to do, uh, bicycle repair. So oh, word. I mean, yeah. I can try to do that for you if you ever need that. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to get one. <laughs> I mean, I, I use my, I love biking around. I think that's just the best way for me to like listen to music. Whether it's yeah. a, not like an, a dark vibe or like a sunny vibe, like you can just go in different times of the day and just bike around um, the town here. But uh, yeah, I I borrow my little brother's BMX bike, Loki. <laughs> he's in that <laughs> stage where he's little, but he's got like you know a bike that he can grow into. So it's like yeah. a bike that's not even that small for me. And then um, yeah, yeah, like I just I bike around. It is there. it is a BMX, so they're kind of small, anyways. To be fair, yeah, they're small, and and I I have like a mountain bike where the gears are kind of stuck and the chains rusted that I yeah. could use to bike around properly. But I just like the steez of like just cruising yeah. on a BMX. You don't go all that fast if you're really clipping because there's no gears. But yeah, 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 that was great. And yeah, I knew I remembered your username somehow, and that's why. But I'm an idiot with names, yeah. right? I gotta like. No, nah, it's a all good. Conversation with someone, or um, I'm not. So. I'm not like. <laughs> I don't expect. First of all, I'm terrible with names. I don't expect anyone to remember anything. Word. Um, and I'm not like, oh, remember this thing? I I don't like doing that kind of thing. I gave the bike. I didn't charge for it. I don't care. You know. Yeah, it was. It was. It sick. sucks that it got taken away, but you know. Yeah. Damn. Like, man, I kept it in my house. Not even for that reason specifically. I didn't think anyone would like come into like low key like my shed, and like yeah. But anyways, it was 118th and it was sketchy times. Yeah, um, that's fair. But it was like, it was broken. Like, like what the fuck? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. But yeah. yeah uh, that's too bad. But yeah, so, yeah, man, I wish you luck on this 
podcast journey. Um, Thanks. Yeah, my only tip is just be mad consistent. You know, like even if your audience is small, (laughs) you can. um, It'll they'll still there'll be someone that listens to like every episode, whether it's your fucking mom or your girlfriend or something. And then you know they like when it becomes a real thing, like hey, because people almost look. People look at numbers a lot, you know. I feel like people yeah. look at how many followers you have or how many monthly listeners you have on Spotify before they decide to even give you a shot. But at the yeah, same time, that's fair. people look at uh, certain other peripheral things to see if you as a person are into it and, and you're consistent with it. So having a yeah. giant backlog of podcasts, even if they all have like three three views, um, a bunch yeah. of different um, uh, like interviews with different people – and once you get like 20 or 30 of those, like you just look like a legit podcast. And then along yeah. the way, all of those people, I mean, like when this drops, I'm going to tell everyone, hey, like this is, you know, go listen to this, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a few people from my camp are going to come through and possibly stick around, possibly listen to other ones, you know. But that's only yeah. if you have other ones out right. and, and you're consistently releasing because, you know. Yeah, you want people to subscribe, but you got to give people something to subscribe to. You know, you got to give oh, them absolutely, and that's the biggest thing because I think, um, yeah, it, there's this uh, mentality in our culture, you know, cultivated by parents and stuff, where it's like, oh, you know, like one in a million chance that this will happen, or one in a million chance right. like, you'll you'll pop off. But it's like, yeah, but that million number also mm-hmm. counts all the people that gave up you know exactly so so if if i don't give up then that number gets smaller and smaller and then um, exactly they're 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 making it seem like it's a lottery but as a content producer you're you're almost printing your own lottery tickets so yeah if you give up and stop printing your own lottery tickets yeah of course you're not going to make it you're not going to win the lottery but if you're consistent you have uh this analogy is falling apart but if you make good quality tickets no i get what you're saying if you make great quality tickets that people want to look at and view then you are definitely gonna go somewhere whether that's you know who's the scope of that who knows i think at a certain point it it becomes how how much work you put in is how much work you put out the beginning is very tough because you could put out you could put in so much work but as long as no one's seeing it um it might not happen but What's nice about it is that there's an exponential curve because once yeah. uh, two people show it to their friends, then you got four. And once four people show it to your friends, you got eight. And all of a sudden, yeah. it's an exponential um, equation and, and shit just pops yeah. off. And then, hey. Yeah, there's... there's Gone with your thing, Windsor. You could live anywhere. You could do anything. As long as you have a mic and a, and a phone and a computer or wherever, yeah. you could... Go live in Vancouver. Go live in Toronto, which everyone everyone wants to do in our city. Yeah, um, you could go <laughs> yeah. live any, and you could get sponsors. You could have an actual source of income just off your voice, your um, insights, and your consistency and your willingness to not give up. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's sick. Every time someone tells me they have a podcast, I well, first I want to be on it. Like I want to talk about shit. I want to like people yeah. to to know about this album coming out. But I'm just yeah. like fuck yeah like you should have a podcast why wouldn't you it's free i think they've got it to a point yeah anchor free um as long as you have a phone like you're 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 blessed 
and yeah. um, there can never be too much content because, yeah, there's a lot of podcasts, but what are you going to do? Listen to current events talk from 2015? Like, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I subscribe to probably 30 or 40 podcasts, like, for a long time. Like, not just yeah. – like, I'm, I'm revamping it. I'm going to get some more, like, independent people in there. But, um, mm. yeah, just, like, the, the Joe Rogans, the fucking Rooster Teeth. That's what I was listening to yeah. when I was 12. Um, yeah. Like all sorts of just long running podcasts that everyone knows about, um, but yeah. they only they only post once a week maybe, and mm-hmm. uh, I oh, sometimes yeah. if you're you have a long commute um, there and back and you listen to them while you eat or bef- uh, before you go to bed, you can burn through a couple podcasts a day, and uh, you always need more. So um, yeah, even with 30, 40 people that I'm subscribed to, I still check my feed and I'm like, oh, there's nothing new. I gotta wait for yeah. wait until Tuesday. Yeah. So, I know uh, the feeling. Yeah, I think it's great that people are making content. And then in this stage of things, um, when it's really realistically going to be your friends, your parents, people that you know yeah. that are listening to this stuff, um, it's yeah. almost even more fun at that point because they, if they listen to podcasts, they can listen to Mark Maron, they can listen to Joe Rogan, but they can also listen to their friend <laughs> Yeah, just their exactly. homie and it's it's yeah. really it's really fun to do that so um and i mean like i I'd, I'd love like following people that are like smaller i mean most people that i'm following and that i call smaller bigger than me but mm-hmm. i love following them because then you get to see their journey is like oh they started off with like you know 10 followers and they're talking to like two people including me and now it's like oh i'm part of the five thousand monthly listeners kind of thing you yeah. know that's that's cool to me and i'd love for it to happen you know whether it does yeah. or not we'll see but it's it's the underdog I'm, scenario because it makes the people that are, were there from the beginning just like yeah like number one like super fans because it's like yo like i because there's so many kids that were with tyler since bastard goblin even wolf yeah that it just ride or die for him because it's like he talks about yeah the perils of fame you know missing his dad all sorts of stuff like through his music and we feel like we know him um same with drake you know like i wasn't like i was 13 when like yeah um he was started to be really on the radio in our city but um when you get to extrapolate the information and and understand the context of what drake really is you can be like yeah like Mm -hmm. Drake is 2020. He's the biggest artist. I don't feel bad for him when he writes a sad song. Yeah. But if you understand <laughs> yeah. the context of it, you listen to the old, um, you know, the old mixtapes and you really root for him just as mm. just I've been explaining it like this because ever since he did the uh, Rap Radar podcast, he just goes like, yeah, like, why shouldn't I be happy for myself? Like, I'm a Jewish kid from <laughs> Canada from toronto yeah. you know i'm light-skinned like i i, I signed a wayne like no one thought i could do shit like and now yeah, i'm the biggest artist exactly. in the world like it is the underdog story even sometimes the underdog becomes the top dog and you you forget that oh, yeah. that's it was the umber, underdog but like yeah. um i think if people can find it in them <laughs> i'm promoting drake more than i am my own album on this fucking <laughs> podcast yeah. But I feel yeah, like I mean, if, you know. <laughs> it applies to anything. If you can put a bit it of does. critical thinking into your um, consumption of music, and you can almost find a reason to like a song even better um, because oh, yeah. of this. Like, uh, like Blonde. Like a lot of people like Blonde by Frank Ocean. But when you understand the story yeah. of he actually released two albums, one to get out of his deal with Def Jam and the other mm. to be on his own independent label, 
um, yep. and you release them, I don't know, like three days from each other or whatever. Um, yep. And Endless is also a really good album that people should check out. But that's the deal breaker with 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 Def Jam. Like, okay, I did yeah. two. I did two albums, and now this is my Blonded label. This is my Boys Don't Cry label, and um, this is the this is the first album off it. And when you hear that story, um, it's just it makes the album almost better, and it just makes him seem like a, a genius in terms of a businessman you know you understand yeah. that, that he had pop-up shops all over the world with these magazines that he gave out for free you know someone just yeah. getting into frank ocean they might not know about that um but when you can understand the context and the feeling behind things you could even like the music more and man you're gonna hear drake songs until the day you die anyways oh, you yeah. might you might like you might want to invest in some mental clarity and uh, find a find a way to like him because yeah, people are gonna be fucking yeah. two C sliding all summer. So oh, uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> so you should might you should be like oh yeah. I mean people have the thought like yo he made a TikTok dance just to get viral. I'm like yeah. Drake does not have to make a TikTok dance to get oh, viral. Oh yeah, no no no. He did this <laughs> to show. Well, I guess the story behind it is that there's these dudes that dance that he knows. Like, they're, like, famous dance guys on the internet. Yeah. So he he wrote the song without a dance to it and just sent them the leak and then yeah. had them make a dance. So they were, like, when the song dropped or the song leaked, they were the first ones that created the dance. And now, all of a sudden, they have yeah. a viral dance hit that, like, you know, is attributed to them. So he really put the, the homies on. Um and when you understand that story, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's kind of cool. He didn't just make a dumb little two-step just to uh, to get viral. He 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 understood the market. He realized that yeah. TikTok was a thing, and he said he literally just said two lines in a song, gave it to some dance dudes, and now that song is way bigger than it probably ever would have been. You know? Yeah, exactly. But the beat's yeah. fire. I love the beat so much. I I did a yeah. remix to it, actually. I don't know if I'll ever drop it on anything, but I did this this <laughs> remix. I wanted to rap like Drake because I think his... People can say what what they want about the um the ghostwriting and stuff, but yeah. this, man, this man just says the craziest shit. Yeah. You know, like yeah. just his his penmanship, whether it's his or not, man, I don't care. He's a, he's a pop artist. Like no one yeah. writes... You think Beyonce and Rihanna write their own shit? Like, no. No. Um, but he's just a force and uh i wanted to like take tips from his writing so i took the tuesday slide beat and i made like a little um <laughs> remix to it but i might drop That's it awesome. on on youtube or something but yeah um yeah i'll stop i'll shut the fuck up about drake uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh because there's probably people that don't like him and have a reason to and then i just tell him this but it, it's is a is a general thing it's like in the grand scheme of things, if you can find more things to like in life, I'm pretty sure life gets like a little bit happier yeah. for you. Because um, yeah. yeah, this point, if something drops and I don't like it, I see it as a bummer. Like I see it not as a problem yeah. with me because you can have your own taste, but I go, damn, fuck, I wish I liked that as much as yeah. other people like it. That would be exactly. so fun. It'd be so fun yeah. if I could just toosie slide forever <laughs> and i would never stop and it's just like yeah this is sick yeah you know yeah um but yeah, yeah i guess I think I it's gotta, just the energy of it it's just yeah, yeah. um yeah because i i look at life as like a scavenger hunt you know like if you say oh i hate this artist you're kind of crossing that off of the giant yeah. scavenger hunt list of things that you could enjoy and when you open yeah. yourself up to stuff like i think of that with food i think about that with music genres i think about that with 
friends, activities, all sorts of stuff. Because if you have a preconceived notion of why you should close yourself off to something, then now you're just living in a in a world with a bunch of closed off doors and a closed off opportunities. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and there's always room to grow, you know? Like, there's songs that I hated, like, when they first dropped, um, and then yeah. now I love them because their impact or maybe their lack of impact. I go, hey, I hated that song, but, you know, every, uh, you know, it was pretty good. You know, people should have listened to it more. Like, um, the one that comes to mind is Five Star by ASAP Rocky. I hated it so mm. much before testing, <laughs> but now with the context yeah. of testing, I see it as, like, a little blueprint, a little experiment of a song, and... The fact that no one talks about it, but it has like some of the catchiest um, flows and and lyrics and beats out of like yeah. any ASAP Rocky song. Um, yeah, that's what I that's what I like to go back and listen to. But yeah, yeah. yeah. that's enough that's Drake. Awesome. <laughs> There's enough for Drake for one podcast. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll just start the I mean, Drake cast. <laughs> Drake cast. Oh boy, I'm sure that is a thing already. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, getting around. An hour twenty six, man. We just went on for another half an hour. Just <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, it's long, but also like people are putting on a podcast just so they don't have to like search through music. So yeah, if we got to under- yeah, I'm not I'm not complaining for- about the length. I'm just saying like we just went, we were just talking about wow, we just went for an hour and then boom, twenty seven yeah. minutes already gone. Oh so, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it's I awesome. I think a lot of people think- are confused. They can't. They they don't think they could talk for an hour and a half without yeah. pauses, but. Get like me, <laughs> get like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's nice to have someone that can just talk, and it's not like I, I, there's a lot of people that get super like mic shy with it. Yeah. Um, I I used to be very mic shy. Um, yeah. I mean, if you listen to the first episode of the podcast, you'll definitely hear that. Um, yeah. but that's you know that's just making videos and recording things and things like that. You just you you got to start somewhere, like. You're yeah, going to have sure. first podcasts that are like, you know, ooh, barely 30 minutes and you're stumbling over stuff. But then guess what? Maybe in like, like they say, it's like, you know, you're not going to have anything good until you do it a hundred times. Yeah. So, you know. It's, yeah. And then you get into the flow of it and then you understand like how to do it um, without even thinking. So that's, that's really nice. Yeah. I just have a lot on my mind. I have a lot to um, express and I don't have a podcast of my own currently. I don't make YouTube videos. And I see this as like, like the fact that you invited me on here, um, yeah. you're sharing your platform with me to where people who yeah. already know, who already know me, they can come and get this type of content that they wouldn't have gotten in a song or in a video or in an Instagram post. So I thank you for that. And I think this is a great endeavor. I think everyone should start a podcast if they have something to say or yeah. someone they want to talk to. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I'm well, fucking. Thanks, I'm Drew thanks for thanks for coming on for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that, I just gotta say, yeah, I that, need um, I need a lot more guests. So, <laughs> word. I mean, I'll, I'll toss you some people because I know a lot of artists that are trying to kind of do the same thing, just so that, just yeah. a different way to promote stuff. You know, I, I I feel so gross shoving it down everyone's throats. Um, nah. You know, nah. like people that I already know, like oh yeah, my Instagram story. Hey, Cujo's out. Blah blah blah. I I don't like yeah. doing that, but um, yeah. you know, hopefully. The bulk of people that listen to this um, don't know anything about me, and they're just followers of you. So um, yeah. if you if you think I made a little bit of sense about Drake, not about Drake, <laughs> in this it, throughout the course of this, and you're curious to see if my music is trash or not, 
um, <laughs> based on what I said, <laughs> or if it just sounds like a bunch of Drake stuff, which I, I promise you it doesn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Listen to Cujo. It's out May 22nd if you're listening to this um, currently when it drops. Or, yeah. you know, in the future, uh, I'm always probably going to go by Drew Sicko, and I'm always probably going to be making some shit. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you can find me. Just look it up. Yeah. Are you uh, are they the same name on most platforms? Yeah, like everything. Like you can even just look up Drew Sicko, like spelled like S I K O. Um, yeah. Just like on YouTube, I think, of, or on Google, you'll find like my Instagram and my everything. I'm gonna make like yeah. a site soon, but I'm more into making like a collective label production right. company site than I am making okay. like a personal like. Hey, it's me, Drew Sicko. Like, I'm kind of getting tired yeah. of that. And when we were talking yeah. about the beginning, I like working for other people and making other ideas happen. So, yeah, um, yeah Instagram, I deleted Twitter because coronavirus, everyone was just making the same jokes. <laughs> so I, <laughs> yeah. I straight up deactivated, deleted my account yeah. forever. Um, yeah. uh, maybe a website. Shouts out Colorize. Um, I'm on their website as, like, yeah. that's my portfolio. Um, that's Brandon yeah. Jobson and Cordell Joma and Conch and all those guys. Uh, shouts out Productive Honey. A lot of people know me from that, even though they think I'm in Productive Honey, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yet I don't know. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. Brad. Brad is um one of my good friends. All the dudes in there. Gab. Um, Sai and Wackavelli. Uh, yeah. Shouts out the homies. Shans- shouts out Chantel. I was talking about earlier. She shoot. She shot all the videos for Cujo. Um, okay. That's awesome. Uh, she's sick. Um, we're trying to get <laughs> a bunch of photography stuff going on so if you live in edmonton uh hit up hit me up hit up Chantel if you want to get photos taken um and always dm me like all these people like if you found me through a podcast and you listen to my music and you liked it like the best thing you could do is just dm me and say oh i found you through this podcast i listened to this song and then i liked it and that does so much for me just confidence wise and also understanding you know, how I should be doing things. Cause you know, if that works and people send me a lot of those messages, then yeah, I'll be on podcasts, maybe make my own, who knows, like that helps yeah. out a lot. And you don't like, yeah. you know, sometimes you see an artist as a static thing, like, Oh mm. yeah, they don't need any, anyone's help or any engagement or like, you know, they just do, but as a bedroom self, you know, independent artist, Sometimes yeah. the only uh, feedback that you get if a song is good or not is the Spotify stats. And if those are yeah. lackluster compared to what you thought you were going to get, you don't get the yeah. DM saying, oh, I like this song. This is my favorite part. Yeah. Then it might, yeah. it, man, it makes people quit music. So it, It's um, so demotivating sometimes. Yeah. The same way that I find it as a benefit, the fact that no one listens to me um, and I can do whatever I want. It's also a benefit for like potential fans for lack of a better term to where they can they can hit me up and dm and i'll just instantly respond um for the time being until until that becomes not feasible um and just a word of advice if you find an artist that has like a low-key like not that many views and you find their instagram and if they have even 50k anything Mm. under 50k I promise you, you can DM them. And if you ask them a oh, question, yeah. a question, like, not like, I like your music, but like, hey, man, I like this, like, and have an actual question about it. Um, yeah. People like talking about themselves. I mean, pff, listen to me <laughs> on this podcast. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. all I fucking talked about. 
Um, <laughs> I know you talk about Drake. <laughs> yeah, I talk about Drake a lot, but that's only because I want to be Drake one day. Like, oh, I want to yeah. set the yeah. stage. Like, hey guys, don't hate on Drake. I'm, I'm gonna be hey. the new Drake. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, if you ask them a question or something that engages with them, they will respond, and you, and it's a whole different feeling because then you listen to that artist's work and you have a conversation, you have a dialogue with them, and they they start to feel like a real person rather than just a song yeah. in your in your headphones. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, that guy's actually really sick. Like yeah, I, I know him yeah. and shit. Um, so yeah, shouts out to you, podcast viewer. Thanks for supporting local independent shit. If you want to do more yeah. of that, I make local independent music and um, peep that. All right. Awesome.